the 194th QuackCast. This one is called About Herbs, an App to Avoid. Medicine has an intellectual hierarchy. Supposedly, the best and the brightest are in the academic medical centers and are the thought leaders in their field. Those of us lower in the hierarchy are well aware of some of the warts present on our betters, but I would expect those at the top would adhere to the highest of intellectual and ethical standards. People being, well, people, expecting exceptional standards is admittedly an unrealistic expectation. And it would appear that many academic centers are doing their best to avoid meeting my expectations, attempting to abandon all standards. I mentioned over at the Society for Science-Based Medicine that Dana-Farber Cancer Center is spending $2 million on a renovation to, in part, offer the unmitigated steer manure that is Reiki and reflexology to their cancer patients. Yeah, Reiki, reflexology. Those are not fracking earthquakes in Kentucky. Those tremors are the result of the tremendous kinetic energy of Flexner spinning in his grave as his life's work becomes a farce. Dana-Farber is just one of many academic medical centers who are putting their imprimatur on nonsense. The Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Integrative Center has released About Herbs, an iPhone, iPad guide to botanicals, supplements, complementary therapies, and more. Spoiler alert, the more in the title does not include critical thinking. The guide is not anywhere as ludicrous as offering Reiki, I'm sorry, Reiki, but it comes close. My bias does kick in looking at the Sloan Kettering guide. I have my own guide of infectious diseases, so I have strong opinions about what does and does not make a good medical guide. In my opinion, a good medical guide should take a complex topic and interpret the evidence. A given study is often within the context of a broader literature and needs to be understood within that context. The about herbs approach to evidence seems to be that if there's any evidence, good or bad or indifferent, then mention and reference it. But don't explain and don't advise. The approach renders the guide next to useless. Take, for example, the soon-to-be mispronounced Zong Jie Feng. It is a traditional Chinese pseudomedicine used for bruises, bone fractures, arthritis, nausea, internal pain, and cough. Now, there are six processes with similar physiologies. I can see how Zong Jie Feng would work for all six. That, by the way, is sarcasm. But it appears that Zhang J. Feng is hepatoprotective and cytotoxic. Hmm, it protects cells and it kills cells. What exactly are they referring to? Well, if you go to the reference, you find that the hepatoprotective is, quote, against D-galactosamine-induced hepatotoxicity in WBF number 44 rat hepatic epithelial stem-like cells. Okay. And the cytotoxicity? It was, quote, some of the new isolates exhibit significant cytotoxicities when tested against a small panel of tumor cell lines, but probably not liver tumor. So for a patient or a clinician, a fundamentally useless hodgepodge of unrelated information once the references are reviewed. Zhang Feng is perhaps useful for idiopathic thrombocytopenia purpura, low platelets, and protective against viral pneumonia in mice. And Zhang Jie Feng relieves fatigue in cancer patient, 
and it decreases mucositis. In one non-blinded, non-placebo-controlled trial with a p-value of 0.05, if you happen to hunt down that reference. Not what you call your impressive data. It does sound like Zhang Feng is the wonder drug that works wonders from the text, but then if you look at the supportive literature, it yields an unimpressive result. It seems they just throw whatever materials available at the wall and see what sticks. But if you go to the references, the evidence is not impressive. And my interpretation of Zhang Feng is that if it contains bioactive compounds, the evidence to support its effects in vivo are minimal, and in vitro even less. That is all from the professional side of the app, as if patients are not going to go through that laundry list of poorly reported information. The consumer side is not referenced, but gives similar, if watered-down, information on the alleged uses of Zhang Feng, but no final recommendations. I would tell my patients to save their money, but about herbs is no consumer reports. But I knew nothing going in about Zhang Feng. How about the entries on products about which I knew a little something? Shark cartilage. About herbs suggests shark cartilage has no effect on any process for which it has been tested. Yet, nowhere do they explicitly say, don't take it. It's leading to the decimation of shark populations. Echinacea? It doesn't prevent colds, and it doesn't have any clinically relevant effects on cold symptoms. They say it shortens cold duration. Sure, the cold symptoms were shortened by 0.16 days. 3 hours, 50 minutes, 24 seconds. Anyone besides me think this is just noise in the data? Not the authors of About Herbs. Saw Palmetto? The best study in meta-analysis shows no benefit for the symptoms of benign prosthetic hypertrophy, BPH, a result echoed in the Cochrane reviews. Of course, that's if you look at all the data. If you are a cherry-picking daddy, like About Herbs, you report on some data, as is disingenuously noted in, quote, several clinical trials and meta-analyses have shown that saw palmetto improves urinary tract and symptoms associated with BPH. And, of course, several have not. That the better quality studies and meta-analyses point to lack of efficacy isn't mentioned. And all three of these products have a mechanism of action section, but the products don't do anything. So how can they have a mechanism of action? I suppose mechanism of action is a shorter title and more to the point than the more descriptive random results of pointless studies by those who use why most published research findings are false as a how-to rather than a warning. And besides herbs, they also report on a hodgepodge of other scams. Magnets. Well, they recognize magnet therapy as bunkum. The Gonzales metabolic therapy is noted to be dangerous and useless which is nice. As in many of the analyses inside, about herbs itself offers no recommendations or analyses. Instead, they note, quote, the American Cancer Society urges cancer patients not to seek treatment with metabolic therapies. But not about herbs. I wonder if those who mistrust modern medicine could construe these weasel words as, if not an implicit approval, then at least a do-as-you-want-you-will-anyway shrug. Vitamin O? They note it to be nonsense. Qigong. Quote, 
Proponents of traditional Chinese medicine contend that Qigong works to promote a healthy, balanced flow of energy uh, called qi within the body, meaning believe, and belief is what you do in the absence of data, that a disturbed or blocked flow of qi produces discomfort and illness within an individual. Conversely, with a balanced, free flow of qi, one is believed to be in better health. About herbs is so nicely non-judgmental, failing to note that this explanation is gibberish. Acupuncture? <laughs> they repeat every canard about this useless theatrical placebo. For every assertion they make about acupuncture, there is probably a science-based medicine article that refutes it. They ignore the vast contradictory literature on acupuncture as well and say, quote, there is evidence that acupuncture can reduce symptoms such as depression. No. Facial pain? No. Headache? No. Peripheral neuropathy? No. Low back pain? No. Nausea and vomiting? No. Neck pain? No. Postoperative pain? No. Shortness of breath? No. Chronic fatigue? No. Hot flashes? No. And side effects caused by radiotherapy or chemotherapy? No. It may also assist with lifestyle changes such as smoking cessation. No. Not mentioned is the evidence for all the above is biased and of poor quality, and that evidence disappears when the quality of the study improves. It is as if the entire acupuncture literature were put into a neutromatic machine and it produced an analysis of acupuncture that is almost, but not quite, entirely unlike the truth. Unlike other interventions, they downplay acupuncture complications with only three references, unlike other entries where every complication is often noticed. And then, then, there's the entry on homeopathy. Quote, There is some evidence that homeopathy may benefit individuals with chronic conditions. Homeopathy, developed more than 200 years ago, is based on the law of similars or like cures like. Clinical trials have been conducted to evaluate benefits of homeopathy, but data are limited and results inconclusive. More research is needed. No, no, a thousand times no. Maybe I should have started with homeopathy, as any guy that finds homeopathy even remotely reasonable is produced by those who evidently have no understanding of reality or reality-based medicine and that the Australians and English both have produced extensive analyses that demonstrate the worthlessness of homeopathy is somehow not mentioned. If you judge an article by the company it keeps, these articles hang out with medical unicorn tears. So I looked at the Sloan Kettering Integrative Medicine website. They offer acupuncture and reflexology and Reiki, what I would consider to be fraudulent magic, and they charge a pretty penny for acupuncture. I can see how it might not be in their best interest to be critical of the practice. So, about herbs is a mixed bag. There's some good information, some sketchy information, some positively BS. If you do not have background in medicine, critical thinking, and scam, how are you going to know which is which? Much of the information is presented in a shruggy's gish gallop of often cherry-picked information and the occasional lie by admission. For consumers, it isn't worth the price. It's free. Look elsewhere. For healthcare professionals, 
Avowed herbs does not contain enough explanation to allow you to separate the good from the bad from the ugly. Every reference statement needs to be evaluated for veracity and context as they can't be trusted or even necessarily understood. For SBM advocates, it is an excellent example of how not to present pseudo-medical information, or any information for that matter. About herbs will mostly appeal to true believers in pseudo-medicine who wish for the patina of scientific validation without the need of real understanding or critical thought, and who cannot or will not apply Feynman's admonition. That would be hmm, integrative medicine practitioners and naturopaths, I suppose. And that ends the 194th Crackcast. Go to edgydoc.com for links to my growing multimedia empire. And the references to this particular Crackcast can be found at Science Based Medicine. Thanks for listening. Bye.